You're listening to episode 53, my exclusive interview with Linda Plunkett, author of Supernatural Rescue, From Broken to Beautiful. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally show, sharing God's prescription for total health in spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and total health coach. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. In this exclusive interview, I had the opportunity to host Linda Plunkett. Linda has a Ph.D. in Biblical Psychology and is the author of Supernatural Rescue, From Broken to Beautiful, which details the brain surgery that she underwent after a tumor the size of a tennis ball was discovered growing in her brain's frontal lobe. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show author of Supernatural Rescue, From Broken to Beautiful, Dr. Linda Plunkett. so much for having me. I'm so honored to be a part of your show. Oh, it is my pleasure to host you on today. And I am so looking forward to what you have to share regarding your testimony uh, with our audience on today. And before we get started with the show, I usually open up with an icebreaker question. So if you could just let our listeners know, what are you doing in your world right now, Linda, that is rocking your world naturally? Well, I I could answer that more than one one way. But the one thing that I'm in the planning stages of doing that I'm really excited about, um, other than doing online interviews such as this one, is I'm getting ready to be involved in a program called Coach the World. And um, as you may or may not know, I was uh, a biblical counselor for almost 20 years. And it's difficult these days. People are not getting out as much. So with this online platform, it's my hope that I can really reach many more people than what I would be able to reach in an office. So I'm very excited about becoming part of Coach the World. Oh, that does sound exciting. And I know... You know, um, even with COVID-19, there have been, you know, some um, challenging experiences, but we've also had some silver linings. And I think that with um, the virtual space expanding for so many to be able to reach and to connect uh, in so many different ways, it certainly opened that up and increased those opportunities. So, um, I wish you much success, you know, with your journey and your endeavor with that. Well, thank you. And the, the, the thing that makes it even more exciting before when I would book appointments with clients, it would be a 50 minute to an hour appointment with Coach Your World or Coach the World, I should say. You can book 15 minutes. You can book 30 minutes. You can book as much time as you need. And so there's everybody and if you have like a simple question that doesn't need a lot of a lot of uh you know time 
you only pay for the time that you want. And I really like that idea. But thank you so much. Oh, wow. And, and I love that, too, because today, you know, and I like that you can break it up in those small increments like that. If you need 15, 30, 45, however much time you need, you can break it up. And so that's that's an added uh, benefit or feature, too. And so I'm excited about um, your testimony and you wear so many different hats. You've got your, your PhD in biblical psychology. You're an author. Um, you've been a biblical counselor for many, many years. And one of the areas that we're going to talk about today is your book, Supernatural Rescue from Broken to Beautiful. And so can you share how this book evolved and what God just placed in your heart and your spirit and, and how this book actually came about? Yes, I'd love to share that with you. And like I tell many people in my audiences, this is a book I never intended to write because back in 2000, this is back in 2012, things were pretty normal. I was a biblical counselor. I was doing mission trips. I had just returned not too long before that from China, from Guatemala, um, you know, very active with my own practice, hope for the hurting and helping people on a regular basis. And then shock of shocks, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And the tumor was a large tumor in my frontal lobe that required almost immediate surgery. And honestly, I didn't know if I would make it through the surgery. And this was after being so healthy, not having really any health problems. So it was a complete shock. And then um, very difficult scenarios that followed that years. Uh, I hate to say years of pain and suffering, but it was true mm -hmm. until God provided ultimately healing. But it was a book that I never intended to write. Having said that, uh, I took notes. Uh, a home health care person recommended after my surgery I take notes. I had a terrible memory. I couldn't remember anything. And as a therapy, I wrote down notes. And actually, the notes became the source of the book. Mm. And so with you um, being diagnosed with the tumor, Linda, did you have any signs or symptoms or pain that you were experiencing that like led you to go to the doctors or, or what was it that kind of just um, where you knew that something was just off with you medically? Well, that was the crazy thing about it was the fact I honestly didn't have pain. Um, you know, I seemed, I thought things were normal. And one day um, had lunch with my son and a friend of mine who's a missionary. And we came back from lunch and they were talking to my husband, Jim, saying things like, there's something wrong with mom. You know, Linda isn't acting herself. And I just looked at them because I didn't have a clue what they were talking about. Mm. But I was acting out. Um, I was saying things that didn't make sense. And the doctor said this was a form of a seizure. And although, thankfully, the, the, the tumor was not cancerous, the, the bad news was a seizure can kill you quicker mm. than cancer. And so it did require immediate surgery. But I was I was as surprised as anyone else. My husband, he said, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes mm. we're the last ones to notice things like that. But um, 
it was a complete shock and I really had no idea until the MRI showed that yes, I had a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. And so finding out that you had the brain tumor with it being an initial shock with you being a healthy person, you know, taking care of yourself, active in ministry and mission work and um, just doing, doing the work of the Lord. How did you handle that time in your life when you initially heard about the diagnosis, Linda? Well, you know, and it, I guess, you know, when you, when you say the first time did it become real to me, the first time it became real to me that something was wrong was when I was in the MRI machine and I had a panic attack. And although for years I've been counseling people with anxiety and depression, had no idea how bad a panic attack truly, truly was. But, you know, the things that followed after the surgery and the recovery were nothing less than devastating on an emotional, a physical, a mental, and even a spiritual level. Mm. So this just was an experience that definitely impacted your life on all um, facets, um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, everything. And so... Tell me a little bit about how you got through this time, Linda. Well, the time period um, leading up to the surgery, I guess it would be a slightly different answer for the, the years that followed and how I dealt with the different things that happened. But initially, um, I had to choose a brain surgeon, which was, I mean, that was just absolutely surreal. And you know, when I tell people I wanted to be in de- denial, I have to laugh because, you know, psychologists can't be in denial. You know, <laughs> we have to say, you know, it's really happening. But, you know, it was just so surreal that I had a brain tumor and I was requiring immediate surgery. I wanted to believe it wasn't happening, but it was happening. And the truth was I had to find a surgeon as quickly as I could because I was having these seizures that that could really kill me at any moment. So, um, you know, it was it was an ordeal to find the right surgeon and the stories I could tell you about that. I know this isn't a long interview, but it's not easy to find a good brain surgeon and also one that has a good success record Mm -hmm. um, surviving brain surgery. Because when you know you're talking about a tumor the size of a tennis ball and your head being cut from ear to ear, your face. And I don't want to get too graphic, but basically, you know, your face is peeled down and they do the mm-hmm. surgery and they stretch it back. And it's I mean, it's not a minor surgery. It's a very major surgery. So um, initially um, it was shock. It was wanting to be in denial, but then realizing I didn't have time to be in denial. And I had to find a doctor and find a doctor very quickly. And um, they also put me on a steroid drug that um I had a lot of food cravings and I ate day and night. And one of my semi funny stories I like to share is it was right before Christmas time. And my husband went out and got those those pretty Christmas donuts, you know, with the sprinkles on top. And he he bought a number of those donuts. And I wake up in the morning and said, honey, how many donuts did you eat? He said, I didn't eat any. There were only three left. I had nine donuts in one night. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that that was that's probably the funniest story I can tell you. But, you know, I was just craving salt and sugar, you know, putting on a lot of weight. But a part of me said, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it anyway. I might as well enjoy my donuts. Yeah. Um, 
But you no, know, for each phase, for what happened immediately after the surgery, that was, oh my gosh, that was, I felt like a vegetable after the surgery. And people say, what is that like? You know, what, what does it feel like? Well, you can't think well, you can't speak well, you can't walk, you have to learn how to walk again. You can't remember things for 10 minutes. Um, but a large tumor was removed with uh, basically a hole in my head that was left the size of a tennis ball. But they had to take the nerve um, that I smell with. I couldn't smell anymore for a while. I could taste. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, I cried. I literally cried every day for a month because I felt I couldn't function well. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to get well. And it was very devastating for the first month after the surgery. Mm. I can't even imagine, you know, um, going through a health challenge that just would really take you into that space to where the, the recovery is one that is a long-term process, I guess you could say, after a major surgery like that. And, you know, during that time, Linda, um, how did faith or spirituality just play a role in your life? What were your feelings, you know, at that time? This is this is sad. This is sad because not only was I impacted physically, but um, there's a chapter in my book called The Ten Dark Days because it was a very, very dark time when I awoke. And, you know, your brain is impacted by so many things. But when I awoke from the surgery, I really felt like God had left me and he was gone. Mm. And to realize I've been a believer since I was nine years old. Like, you know, where would he go? Yeah. People said, read the Psalms. And, and that comforted me a little bit because David even said, God, where are you? I feel like you're far yeah. off. But yes. having said that, for those 10 days, it was absolutely devastating because I felt so alone. And I'd always felt God's presence, you know, during my whole adult life and most of my life as a child. And, um, what happened, um, the supernatural rescue comes in um, about 10 days. And I mean, the timeline was very surreal because of the fact that it was actually Christmas Eve. But I really felt I was dying. I was I couldn't go up and down the stairs. I couldn't sleep in my own bed. I was sleeping on the couch and mm. I felt my this is very, very hard and very difficult to explain. But I felt my spirit separating from my body. And it was getting further and further away. And I knew that I was I was on my way out. I was dying and I was on my way out. And I was approaching the front door and I was literally ready to go out the front door in this gigantic hand. And I'm sorry, it makes me cry when I have to live mm -hmm. this, this gigantic yeah. hand pulled me back into my body. And I immediately knew it was the hand of God and that God was back. Yes, yes. Mm, that was truly a supernatural rescue. Um, feeling God's presence, feeling his hand, pulling you back into that space, giving you that comfort of knowing that I haven't left you. I am still here. There's still purpose. There's still um, much for you to achieve, you know, as you were going through that very dark time in your life. And, you know, Patricia, the thing that was, was difficult, and I'll be completely honest, because I believe there are other people 
that may be experiencing things, especially people maybe with brain disorders or so forth, but um, and so forth. Um, after that time, it was a very, very, very long recovery to the point three months later, my brain was very messed up. I was still journaling, but um, a major medical clinic told me there's nothing we can do. For and I felt like I was being punished. And then later on, months later, when the fibromyalgia set in, I really, truly felt like I was being punished by God. And my husband would say, no, you've done good things. You've done mission trips. You've helped hundreds and thousands of people. And no, you know, don't, he would say that's not true. And he would try to correct me. But the pain and suffering went on for a really, really, really long time. And I will say at one point I became angry with God because I didn't understand. But, you know, God is always faithful. Mm. I have I happened to be up in Ohio um, helping out my father because I couldn't reopen my practice. This was months later. I still couldn't do the fibromyalgia was causing me pain. And um, uh, but I was upset. Um, I was helping my something very minor happened. But I remember going out in the garage and having a breakdown. I didn't want him to hear me cry. He was 98 years old. And but I said, God, you know, why did you have the brain surgery? And, I, you know, I felt very guilty saying that because I have a husband and children. But. It was becoming so unbearable. And I said, God, why didn't you let me die? But, you know, that night he literally sent me an angel. And I believe the purpose of that was to give me hope that I was going to recover and I was going to get through all of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where you mentioned that God sent you an angel, it just reminds me so many times throughout the throughout the scriptures when individuals seem to be going through their deepest, darkest moments when Hagar was in the desert with her son Ishmael and they thought they were at the point of death, God sends an angel. When Daniel was in the lion's den and, you know, they're thinking that he's going to be devoured with all these lions, but God sends an angel to shut the mouth of the lion and just so many um, supernatural encounters where God sent an angel to reassure or to send, whether it's a special message or whether it's just angelic presence, that it is very real. And so the fact that God, you know, definitely sent that supernatural encounter was just a reminder that he did not did not leave you alone. Exactly. And, and, you know, one thing I do want to share with people from, from being a therapist is the fact that um, you know, I, um, I, I think it's very important that we be honest with God. And I was probably the first time in my life I cried out in anger, you know, God, why didn't you let me die? Why am I here? But being honest and open, you know, he knows our heart anyway, but sometimes it's important to voice it. And, you know, maybe this wasn't the best prayer because I did pray to him because I was upset. But having said that, because I cried out to him, he gave me an answer. You know, I was trying to be real and honest. And like I said, we we all know that he knows our hearts. But I think it's sometimes very important, no matter what you're feeling, tell God what you're feeling. Express that because he wants that conversation with us, whether it be good or bad. He wants to answer our prayers. Oh, and I think that's such a, a, a wonderful point that you bring up, Linda. It is just about 
being honest because, you know, God gave us emotions for a reason. There are going to be times where we feel anger, hurt, pain, disappointment, and even in our lives that, you know, he's our heavenly father and expressing that, you know, God, why is this happening? Or, you know, if there is anger, knowing that it is okay, because even if we look throughout the scriptures, there were so many that came across difficult challenges in their lives that were angry. They were mad. We look at Jonah. He didn't want to do the missionary work that God called him to do for the city of Nineveh, you know, and he told God that, he was angry that he was mad that he he didn't want to go and and preach the message of redemption to Nineveh um but he was honest um with God and David was certainly honest when we read through the psalms and so i think that is an excellent point that you bring up that you know it's about being honest with our heavenly father because he is our father And he wants us to pour out our hearts, share our feelings, and just be really real. Because I think when we're really real, that's when he can come in and say, okay. Yeah. 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 There's a verse in scripture, and I don't have the reference, but it basically says, "You you will see him and find him when you seek him with all your heart and and just what you were saying being honest and open and and communicating with God with all your heart that's when we really find him and when he really responds to us we totally opened up our heart to him I really believe that oh absolutely and and he wants to hear that because you know we're his children um he wants to hear our hurts. He wants to experience and and hear all those things that are going on in our lives. And so in your book, Linda, The Supernatural Rescue um, from Broken to Beautiful, is there a particular part of the book that just really um, resonated with you the most as you were writing Well, honestly, the whole experience was very surreal. As I said, I had, um, I mean, it was a lot of new territory. I've counseled people for many years prior to this, but obviously I never had, you know, a serious illness that to that degree, I never had, um, um, you know, surgery to that degree. I never had, um, a situation where I was, say, angry with God or had issues with God. So there's so many new things that basically uh, affected me in new ways. But I do feel being a counselor for many years, you know, for so long I said, why and why God and why me? But I realized because I went to a much deeper level of pain in so many areas, it makes me able to reach out and minister to people at a deeper level and they understand they know that I've been there I spoke for a group of cancer survivors um, Mm -hmm. in the end of 2019 um, at Discover Your Beauty in Orlando and got to know a number of them on a personal level they said Linda we've never been a lot of them that spoke with me said we've never been through all that you've been through you have been through so much more but Mm -hmm. uh, you know now that I look back for so long I said why 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 God but now I know that when people come and they talk to me 
or they read the book, they understand what it feels like because I've been there. And that's very powerful when you're trying to help and encourage other people. Oh, absolutely. And it's like the pain that you've been through is your purpose, like your purpose, your life work. And so um, now the um, influence of people that you're able to impact is even greater because of what you went through. Yes, I would say that that was God's plan. And, you know, I think it speaks to us as Christians Sometimes we're going through trials and tribulations and we just don't even have a clue why and why me or I never expected this could happen. It's such a shock. But, you know, the good news is God still has a good plan for our life. God says, I know the plans I have for you. It says in the book of Jeremiah, plans for a hope and a future. And, and that means a good future. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to have to go through some trials and tribulations. But having said that, God will use those experiences in a positive way. It's just sometimes we can't see it for, for years later. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so for those who are listening, Linda, that would um, like to know more about your book, Supernatural Rescue from Broken to Beautiful, and um, the work that God has called you to do, where can they find you out on the web? Okay, um, I do have a website, which is lindasplunkett.com. There is also a Supernatural Rescue page, which if you're on Facebook, you can can go on ahead and you can, um, you know, put, put it in the box, Supernatural Rescue. And I'll be able to go to that page and and get more interviews as such similar to the one you just heard today. Um, I would say those are probably the best ways of reaching out to me. I will be on Coach Coach World within the next few weeks. If you would have something you would want to talk about or you want to request a topic. And I do want to tell you, I'll be putting up a number of topics that probably take me a number of weeks to finish putting those up. But, um, you know, if you need to reach me, that that probably is the best way. Um, I do have an email, which is hope for hurting, H-O-P-E-F-O-R-H-U-R-T-I-N-G at AOL.com. But please put like something personal in the message line. I get, unfortunately, a lot of items that end up going bam. But if you can put some type of a personal message in the the subject line, then I will make a point of of trying not to miss your email. But um, um, I, you know, I want to be here for people who need me. Um, you can go to Amazon to download the book uh, off of Amazon if you're interested, or if you want to offer me a speaking opportunity and it's a live opportunity, I do carry a number of books with me, and I'm happy to um, make those books available to an audience. Oh, excellent. And if there was one last word that you would leave with those, Linda, who may be going through a health challenge or any um, dark time in their life, what would that be? Well, I have to say, and especially because of what's going on right now with the COVID-19 pandemic, 
a lot of people may not necessarily be sick sick, but there's a tremendous amount of anxiety out there. They're saying something like one out of four people, and that may include Christians are suffering from anxiety. So what I would say as much as possible would be to have faith, not fear. Put your faith in God, not yeah. your circumstances. And if you can just believe for a moment what you're going through is temporary, I'm telling you, I went through suffering for a period of several years, but it was temporary. It didn't last forever, and God still had a plan. So put your faith in God and believe that no matter what you see or you feel or what you're experiencing, that God still has a good plan for you, because believe me, he does. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. And Linda, it has been a joy. It has been my pleasure to host you on the show today. And thank you so much for sharing your book with us, Supernatural Rescue from Broken to Beautiful and what God has brought you through. And we thank God that you are here to continue to encourage others through your story. And I just pray that God will continue to bless you to um, reach so many others with the message of hope, healing, restoration, and recovery. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for the privilege, honor of being on your show. And I pray that God bless you uh, as well. And um, I just thank you for your platform. I know that your show is going to reach many people and help many people in the place where they are. And right now, I think we're in a place, especially in history, people need that encouragement. They need answers. And a lot of people feel we're not really feeling ready to go out full time into the world. But the fact that you you have this program, people can listen right in the comfort of their home. So thank you so much for offering this. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Linda. You're welcome. God bless you. And I wish you well. God bless you. And you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. For speaking engagements, health tips, and total health education and inspiration, visit rockyourworldnaturally.com. And on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, Rock Your World Naturally. And on Twitter, Rock Your World 28. You're listening to episode 53, my exclusive interview with Linda Plunkett, author of Supernatural Rescue, From Broken to Beautiful, 